Welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist and neuroimmune specialist. With Dr. Stewart's broad medical knowledge, we will discuss how he helps his patients with issues such as ADD, migraines, hormones, dizziness, sleep, fatigue, methylation, autism, and genetic mutations. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your cup of coffee or favorite beverage, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining us on our very last episode of Coffee with Dr. Stewart 2014. As you notice, I just said 2014 because I am trying really hard to get Dr. Stewart <laughs> convinced to do some more shows in 2015 sure, at, the re- no problem. at the request of a lot of people. Today, we're going to be talking about a very hot topic. We're going to be talking about genetic testing and genetic mutations that you or maybe someone you know has recently had some genetic testing done. Dr. Stewart uses it in his practice a lot. But before we get started, I just want to say personally that I have truly enjoyed doing the show with my older brother. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most time we've spent together <laughs> in the studio than in the real world because right. we're both so busy. I think we've talked to him into because we've had a lot of emails and phone calls saying, please don't stop. Please keep going with more topics. And I think there's a lot of other stuff we could cover out sure. there. Yeah. You know, I, I was banging my head the other night going, oh, my God, we forgot to talk about this and this and this. And we've had over 38,000 people listen, download it. That's you great. know, the most popular episodes, ADD, ADHD, second most popular sleep, then anxiety and depression. And then you get into, you know, other things that we've talked about, methylation. Your background was a really popular episode. Everybody wants to know who's talking. So Right, exactly. Well, I'm going to do my best to, to keep Dr. Stewart to his word. And um, maybe not every week, but we'll do our best to do a couple shows in 2015 and try and keep going with this. So let's get into the topic today. Genetic testing. We've got cheek swabs. We've got mm-hmm. saliva. Mm-hmm. Is there blood genetic testing? There is, but it's just as good with cheek swabs with or, just, or spit. Because the DNA is in your cheeks. Correct. Okay. I want to talk about first what you do in your office because, you know, we have a lot of people calling. Actually, we have a lot of people now that have listened to our shows that are sending us their genetic reports and asking us to read this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what Dr. Stewart does. I can't do that. And I look at all the, you know, the snips and I try and look at the report, but I am not a doctor. So if you're sending those, you're going to get an email back, pretty much a consult in an email because that's Dr. Stewart's job and you have to see him. But what do you do in your clinic? What kind genetic testing let's talk about what people call pharmacogenetic testing well obviously we can talk about all of them if you well want. sure we do we do pretty much all of the genetics that are available with the exception of the standard genetics that geneticists do now what i mean by that is geneticists are study genes and syndromes that come from genes but the problem is they don't do much about it okay, okay they don't so, tell you what to do about no, it no not necessarily they're like i'm sorry your child has fragile x and, or cardiovascular disease is linked right. to this but what are you supposed to do about exactly it? Okay. so i can't stand that okay well that's your all job that does, well, all that does is create turmoil in your brain as a parent. And so I'm not wholly in favor of that type of testing, although I'm not going to criticize it. Okay. What we typically do is we are interested in what functionally and preventively and treatment-wise can we do with genetics. Okay. Okay. And so you mentioned pharmacogenetics. And so the latest thing that we have been doing over the last year is basically a sub-branch of a large company called Althea. 
Uh-huh. And Althea has a sub-branch called ID Genetics. Mm-hmm. And they approached me to actually be a kind of a spokesperson for them and utilize the product. And when I heard about it, obviously for my kids who are autistic and are nonverbal and many of my patients who are on many medications, especially the children, I just felt like it was an absolute necessity. What to we, know if the medication is Well, what working. we actually do is we, um, all medicines, because they're chemicals, are broken down by detoxification pathways. Okay. Those include the cytochrome system. Those include some other types of genes, NAT1 and 2, et cetera, et cetera. But basically, knowing what medicines are broken down by which cytochrome is a very complex process, Mm -hmm. and nobody can know it just off the top of their head. And so basically, there are complex algorithms. What we do in the clinic is we take a swab of the inside of the cheek. Okay. Yeah, I've had it done. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we send it to IG Genetics, and over a couple of weeks, they then evaluate all the genetics of the liver enzymes that are appropriate. They check them MTHFR, COMT, and I'm going to ask them to add a few other things which they're currently and we'll go coming. over those mutations and basically what they then send us back is they send us back a list of the drugs that would work for that person and the drugs that will not work for that person and why yeah let me give you a quick example of what i found out about me because i've had foot surgery and i've had back surgery and they'd always give me hydrocodone or codeine and it never never worked well when i got my genetic testing my pharmacogenetic testing back that i got it showed that i was a rapid metabolizer that's correct and I that's tell, why it never hit, helped me with yeah, my i pain. tell this story to everybody all my patients that my sister actually would get a morphine <laughs> pump and would still be in pain yes and they essentially labeled you as possibly a drug seeker yeah because who could who could tolerate that kind of exactly. stuff well we actually found out that Kara breaks down her opiates uh, five times faster than other people and she has a genetic alteration in her opiate receptor so the last surgery she had she got dilaudid mm-hmm. and dilaudid would kick my booty and put me in the corner it for finally a day. worked and it finally worked for you so you weren't a drug seeker no okay but you were just a rapid metabolizer and there are people that are like that now what's really interesting and frustrating is that obviously because of who i see i get sent people who are on medications for all types of psychiatric and attention deficit etc mm-hmm. uh, disorders it is my feeling right now, although I've not studied it directly, that somewhere between 50 and 60 percent of my patients are on the wrong medicine for them. But now you can help. But what we have found out is that by testing this, you will always choose the right one because basically the way that psychiatry, neurology, and even my practice to a certain degree, we would use our favorites. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I would start to notice that this one worked better for women than this one did. And this one worked better for these kind of people than these. But why guess? Well, the whole idea is you don't need to, but that's what they're doing. And so usually it's the pretty girl that brought in lunch and gave you a brochure. You <laughs> understand? Pharmaceutical rep. <laughs> right. That you essentially, you'd use that drug to see how it worked. Well, the problem is you don't have no idea if it's going to be the right one. So basically it's Russian roulette. Well, when you say Russian roulette, I just have to, to say, you know, we lost someone to a lithium overdose 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this. If we had had this test, that would have never happened. Correct. He would, have, he would have shown that lithium was a slow metabolizer in his system, and he wouldn't have had that, that adverse reaction right, and so, died. You know, rapid metabolism is a, a point where no medicine works for you. Yeah. Okay? The really big problems, though, are the intermediate and slow metabolizers, because those people, those drugs become toxic in Because they stack up because they don't Because you're dosing out. them the regular way that just a normal metabolizer would, but if they don't clear it, then all of a sudden you approach toxicity, and that's what really creates big problems. Yeah, I, I hear the reps sometimes that said you have an adverse reaction five days later because it's been stacking up in your system over five days and then yeah toxicity and you're in the ER. And those people essentially avoid all medicines don't trust any medication Mm -hmm. and wind up going to natural medicines mostly. 
supplementation. Natural supplementation. And what happens now is because we have this test, we can actually say, well, see, this is why you got into this trouble. These would be okay for you. Because there are times, you know, I'm not a big, I'd rather heal the body than just cover yeah. it up with medicines. But there are times you need medicines. I tell people, listen, I was a surgeon. If I cut you open, I'm giving you a pain medicine. Yeah. You just you want know? the right one. You just need the right one. And I, I have patients every single day in my clinic that basically if they have anxiety, they'll be given an SSRI and none of the SSRIs work for them. Yeah, they don't work for me. Okay. So yeah. the whole idea is you got to prove, you got to choose the appropriate one. And when you do that, the patient love you because they finally understand what the heck's going on because they really felt like they had no hope. Has this test helped you at all with supplementation? Sure. Well, the answer is that's that's the next big question. Can we do this testing for supplements? Always for medications, you need supplementation, too, because medications alter the chemistry of certain substances, in particular in neurological medicine, where you're altering serotonin or dopamine, yeah. et cetera. Well, it's also helpful to build dopamine, to build serotonin, to so have take the nutritional you know, glutamic products. acid and everything and make it all right. So they actually belong together. You gotcha. can actually make any medication more effective by supplementing appropriately. Okay, like methylating appropriately. I'm not going to take you off this and say medicine are dumb. Here, take these supplements. But what I'm going to say is like when you're dealing with stimulants and things like that, I tell people that it's like having a toothpaste tube. But instead of having a tube with toothpaste in it, you have a tube with dopamine in it. And so what the stimulants do is they squeeze that tube and out comes dopamine. Well, if you don't refill that tube every night and you keep squeezing it, eventually you're going to squeeze it so hard that actually nothing else comes out. And, then you're and that's in when all of a sudden it doesn't work any well. And then you switch you switch medications and it doesn't work because there's nothing left. So my job is always to refill the tube with neurotransmitters every night. Now, is that the same concept for sleep medicine? In essence, true. Because a lot yes. of people I hear go, gosh, just I was taking Ambien or I was taking Lunesta and then it stopped working. It's a little bit different with sleep medicines just because the receptors involved. But, you know, the, the future of medications is to get medicines that don't essentially wear off their effect. Yeah. Okay. So they've got a lot of, they got a lot of work to do. Oh, I, I kind of wondered the question, dude, are doctors going to be upset by this? Because, you know, like, you know, general practitioners, they get their visits back because the medication's not working. Is well, this going to, like, mess up their No, not necessarily. What you're seeing now is that the drug companies are jumping into, you know, supplements very rapidly. Yeah. And so they realize the writing's on the wall that they should be used together. Uh-huh. And in psychiatry in particular, in methylation, you know, there's Deplin and Metanex and Serifolin and NAC, which are forms of methylfolate, and they're starting to be used with all the antidepressants and yeah. everything else. But I have noticed they've got dyes in them. They've got synthetics sure in them, you know, and they're not Correct. in the natural forms. Nope. And I just don't like that because they're dirty. I don't either, but can't change the drug industry right now. Yeah. They're 800-pound gorilla in the room, <laughs> you know? That is true. That is true. Well, the pharmacogenetic genetic testing, what I like about it is the panels. You've got one for migraine medicines. You've got one for anxiety medications, one for ADD medications. That's correct. What are some other ones? Pain medicine, blood pressure medicines. Cardiovascular. Mm, all types of thrombosis. things. Thrombosis. And there'll be more as we go. You know, we've asked them to do seizure medicines. We've asked them to do sleep medicines. Yeah. We've asked them to do anesthesia, which yep. is a big one. I think the sleep medicine is supposed to come out next year. Yeah, and so is the anesthesia. I can't wait to get that. So you get the test one time because your genes never change. That's correct. The yeah. only thing that changes is gradually you know, medicines change over time, but not for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about mutations and mm-hmm. a couple other little tests that you can order online yourself. And you don't have to go in to see Dr. Stewart. Now you would have to go see someone like Dr. Stewart to get it read because you can drive yourself completely crazy trying to figure out all the mutations and 
genetic reading. But when we get back, we'll discuss that and we'll see you in a minute. Do you or a family member have trouble concentrating, staying on task, remembering things? Does everyday life stress you out or are you in a bad mood? Well, we may have just the solution. Neurobiologics' new nutritional formula, Full Focus, created by leading neurotologist and neuroimmune specialist, Dr. Kendall Stewart, with 12 active ingredients carefully crafted by a physician to maximize brain performance, memory, and mood. For more information on this product and to view a video by Dr. Stewart explaining how Full Focus works and may be helpful to you or your family, please visit neurobiologics.com. Neurobiologics, where our mission is your health. Well, welcome back, everybody. I am Kara Stewart-Mullinger, host, and we are on our very last episode of Coffee with Dr. Stewart for 2014. So we're going to be back in 2015. And we are talking about genetic testing. We just talked about pharmacogenetic testing, which is a cheek swab that can tell you what medications based upon your genes will work best for you. It's a pretty cool test. ID Genetics is a great company. You can go to their website and try and find a physician that does that. Dr. Stewart is a little full with nine month waiting list, but we're going to talk about something that you can order online, you know, and you can do it yourself at home. It's a Mm -hmm. saliva test. There's one called 23andMe. Correct. Um, are there any other ones out there? that? Sure, there are other ones, but 23andMe is probably the most cost-efficient. Yeah, and some things have changed on that test. You know, it's it's a $99 kit that you can order. You know, maybe by the time you listen to the show, who knows if they're still in business, but they were offering some medical advice before, and yeah, what they got shut is, down. Well, they didn't get shut down. Basically, what happened is the government came in and said that they were not qualified to interpret a test for individual people. And give medical advice. So what they do after you spit in this cup and register spit in a cup, send it back to them with $99. They basically run all your genetics that are functional genetics. These are enzymes okay. that are either functioning better or worse or over-functioning. And basically, they encrypt it into an encrypted report. Yeah, it's like 140 pages Correct. of raw data. Now, what you then have to do, my favorite is actually a company called LiveWello, L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L-O.com. Uh-huh. And what you'll do is you'll register with them, and they'll jump in and grab that encrypted file and then interpret it and spit out about 11 pages of genetic data. Yeah, a nice color-coded test. Right. Now, the problem is, and there are other places, Genetic Genie does the methylation, and there are other companies that do this, but basically LiveWello seems to be the most complete for me. Okay. Because I'm interested in everything. Yeah, all of the mutations. Now, the problem is, if you see a bunch of reds, which is double positives for a lot of those genes. Double positive mutations? Right. you got to remember that a lot of those genes don't do anything. First of all, tell us what a mutation is. Mutation is a change in the structure, the, the amino acid structure of the protein. Okay, and a lot of people call it polymorphism. They're polymorphisms, and what that means, poly means multiple, morphism means um, how it looks. Okay. So basically, you can change and you change in the way the enzyme looks. Okay. And so basically, um, what you're dealing with is some type of substitution genetically that changes the way the enzyme functions. Okay. okay. Now, a lot of those changes that you'll see on the Live Weller report don't make any difference at all. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, if you do do that test and you go get the Live Weller test, don't drive yourself completely crazy in Googling mm-hmm. every single one of these mutations. We're going to talk about the ones you should really need to pay attention right, to. Right, and I tell people, I go through when I read a report, and I'm like, this is not important, this is not important, this is all oh, this You did that important. to mine. Right. <laughs> 
Okay. And so the whole idea is which ones are important, which ones matter. Okay. The biggest ones that are going to matter are the MTHFR genes, first of all, because we talk about methylation. Mm -hmm. MTHFR is the gene methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, is the gene that converts folic acid to methyl tetrahydrofolate. Okay. Um, there are two significant abnormalities. There's a um, 677, which is the most severe. Okay. And there's a 1298, which is less severe. Okay. Yeah, and I happen to have a double mutation of the 677. And that is the worst. Yes, you told okay. me that. Thank you. And that is about a 75% <laughs> reduction. Now, you can have a combination. And when you say 75% reduction of being able to methylate. Compared to a normal functioning enzyme. Gotcha. Okay. So basically what that does is provide you with 75% less okay. methyl tetrahydrofolate than somebody who if doesn't have If you've got two copies of so it. If you've got two copies. Now, if you have one, it's about a 50, 45 to 50% reduction. Okay. The 1298 provides you one copy, about a 10% reduction. Two copies, maybe maybe 18 to 20% reduction. Now, I know a lot of people end up with one mutation on the 1298 um, and one mutation on the 677. What is, right. what is that reduction? That is right at about 50% reduction. So you've okay. got one bad one and one mild one, So, but put together, those are a problem. Now, there's another one called an MTHFR3 right now that mm -hmm. everybody's looking at. Nobody really knows if it's really a functional problem or not. Okay. I would bet you that it is probably a mild one uh, as opposed to anything else. But obviously, that means that you cannot process folic acid into the convertible form that's delivered to your nervous system, your immune system, and your mitochondria. Okay. Okay. So don't stress too much about the no. MTHFR3. And then there's another one right next to it. It's called an MTRR. Yeah. Okay. And that has to do with B12 methylation okay. and how you process and deliver B12. So there are several of those that can actually interrupt your B12. And by interrupting your methylation of B12, you indirectly interrupt methylfolate because they have to work together. Ah, in so you may not have a, a methylfolate reduct mutation, but you mm. can have the B12 and they hurt each other. They can hurt. They can hurt each other. And then also with methylation, there's also a problem with some people not transporting folic acid well. So there are these other things called folic acid. Acid receptors, so FOLRs. Are those on the genetic they're on test? They live well, and they'll tell us how effectively you transport folate into the cell. Wow. To even get to the MTHFR. I see now why you need to know someone to translate all this. Correct. And so the whole idea is well, when you're reading a contract that's really complicated, it's good to be an attorney. Yes. Same, okay. Yeah, I don't like to read contracts no, like that. No, <laughs> because you're not going to see the same things as somebody who's got a lot of experience in it. Yeah. And so some things are good and some things are not a big deal, even though they think you think they're a big deal. Well, you know, we get calls every day, you know, and emails now. I've got the C677 double mutation or I've right. got the 1298. So, I mean, I guess I always guide them to a methylation product. Well, you have to. What that means is you've got a problem with your methylation. Okay. Okay. Now, what it also means is the 1298 versus the 677 is you won't need as much help with the 1298 okay. as a 677 mutation. And so you basically just, it's about quantity and how much help does the body need. So with the C677, methylfolate comes into play, our product Correct. methylfolate plus that's used with a methylation product. Correct. Okay. That's Tell correct. us why. Well, it's because what we have to have in, in all those things is when you have, let's say you have a 1298, one copy of a 1298, the transdermal lotion, the neuroimmune stabilizer may be plenty for you. Okay. Okay. Because you only got a 10% 
percent weakness and it's got all the different products in. And everybody always says, why do we have to have a lotion and a pill? Well, I have to make products to help everybody. Yeah. And so the lotion or the methylation complete sublingual uh-huh. is the base foundation, meaning it's got all the components, methyl B12, hydroxyl B12, a little bit of folinic acid, and then also some B6 in so it. So those are absolutely necessary for with the, anyone with an MTH. But when you get into a 677, which is more severe, you're going to need a lot more methylfolate than ah. somebody who doesn't have a severe problem. That's why okay. I'm taking the sublingual with the methylfolate plus And twice that's a day. when you add the methylfolate plus. So it's a matter of severity. That makes sense. That's that's an easier way to explain it because I'm kind of like deer in the headlights. <laughs> look. Oh, well, it's just how bad is it and how much do I need to replace it? You know, I think the best way to, to look is watch the video on methylfolate plus and you talk about how it works in conjunction with the methylation sure. complete and the stabilizer cream. Right. And you kind of nail it like, you know, it just... It well, we just didn't want to build... We didn't want to build a, a mild cream, a moderate cream, and an extra strength <laughs> cream. We just didn't want to have to do that. Yeah, it's and hard it's hard. Enough. Yeah, it's hard enough. So. Well, and we get the question a lot, why do you need to take the sublingual or the cream, the methylation support in the morning and in the evening? Okay, so no matter how we put methylated vitamins in, even if we do them injectable, their duration of action in the body is somewhere between 10 and 11 hours. Oh, okay. So basically, what we found out is that if we take it one time a day and lose it after 11 hours, we leave half the day completely uncovered. And so when we started using it in a twice-a-day fashion, mm-hmm. we wound up having an exponential improvement in how people Kind felt. of a 24-hour cycle going on? Correct. So you really had to take it twice a day no matter how. Even if I did injections of mm-hmm. those same components, which I do, you'll feel best if you take it twice a day. It's just twice a day injections in your in your rear or your leg or whatever. It just gets kind of old. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, though. Well, let's talk about another mutation that I hear you talk you say in lectures. Is that the COMT. Is that go with the MTHFR completely separate? Well, COMT is basically for people who have anxiety, depression, ADD, stuff like that. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> And basically, it's catecholamine O-methyltransferase. It basically has a role in breaking down catecholamines, which are your dopamine, your norepinephrine, and your epinephrine. And basically, the COMT uh, codes for three different forms. The standard form, which lets you break it down really quick, which has really happy people that don't get into a lot of anxiety or depression, yeah. and they're just a little hyper and <laughs> always happy. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you have a moderate group that breaks it down a little slower. And then the one that's most common is actually people who have a double positive COMT. Okay. And what that causes is a very slow turnover or breakdown of dopamine. So basically what I tell people is once you're in a mood that day, you are not coming out. Unless you have some dopamine support. Unless you have some support. Is that where full focus comes into play? That's where full focus comes into play. And if you mix that with an MAO, monoamine oxidase. Like what is that? Abnormality, another gene. Uh-huh. If you have a COMT++ with an MAO++ or an MAO A or B, you're going to be in depression at some point in your life. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay. They're very difficult to say. Well, it's because they're, they're biochemistry. Yeah. I didn't know much about the MAO. I haven't even looked at my test. Well, you know, chemists are funny people. They they love to feel important, so they give these things <laughs> Oh, doctors names. love it, too. Sure they do. Doctors <laughs> do the same thing. It's like you got to speak the language. Yeah. Know? Well, I just want to give everybody a little bit of information on the main ones that we get questions about. Sure. So we just covered the COMT. What about the CBS mutation? It's not you know, common. C- CBS, actually, it's not uncommon. You really have to have a plus-plus CBS. So one copy of the CBS doesn't do much. Okay. Okay. That's cyst- that means two mutations on that gene. A double mutation. When he says plus-plus. It's called cystothione beta synthase, and cystothione is a component in the pathway of methionine to glutathione. Oh. 
and it has to do with a lot of ammonia production. It mm-hmm. has to do with a lot of it's it's a cofactor that needs B six. Okay. Okay, but it tends to be upregulated, which means you break down homocysteine very quickly into cystathione. So you can tend to overdo it. So what it means to most people is that if you add B6 and you have a double positive of that, you can get really hyper. Okay. Okay, instead of calm. Uh, You can have trouble with protein and causing a lot of ammonia buildup in your body. So you want to kind of be careful with lots of protein. And it's it's not as big a deal as most people want to make it. Yeah. But it can be important. So when you use the lotion if you get really hyper using the lotion there's a there's a possibility that you have a cbs and that's where you just take we have a bioactive b12 folate right so and you just take that because it doesn't you have know ideally if you're going to supplement you'd want to know the genetics first and then decide decide on exactly what you need and how you need it if you have somebody that's gifted but typically we don't do that so the whole idea is this is all new meaning that this is knowledge based that's come around in the last five years yeah and it really has a lot to do with a lot lot of complex concepts and thought. And so the whole idea is if you start the supplementation and you do fairly well, you probably don't have any of these major components. Okay. Okay. Meaning that you don't have any of these complex issues like CBS and things like that. You're doing okay on the products. But if you really are starting to have complications on the products or another important one is called SOD. SOD. Mm -hmm. SOD2, which is a mitochondrial. That gives you a lot of chemical sensitivities, and so does an NAT2. Does that affect your energy levels, too? It just makes you, it affects your energy levels. So if you see the SOD, you're giving them the mitochondrial restore. We give the mitochondrial restore. We also have to watch out typically for those people who have trouble with chemicals, like can't can't go to Home Depot, can't go to Bath and Body Works, because they just are chemically averse. Can I ask you, let's, you know, because the MTHFR, the methylation mutations, you can get those at the doctor's office typically. You're, a lot, Some general practitioners will run just that. Yeah, but your insurance is not going to pay for it. Okay, but if you want to get it, would that be the one that you'd want to focus on first? Yeah, what I would tell you is if you really want to do it right, you know, most people are now, the $99 23andMe is just so simple and cheap. Yeah. I mean, an MTHFR through the lab is $350 oh, by wow. itself. Okay. So if people want to know this stuff and are worried for their family, I'll get people where the whole family just gets an, you know, a 23andMe and has all their genetics. Well, and, and you can also kind of test the mom. I and mean, she's got a double mutation. You know the child has one because mm-hmm. you get one gene from your mom and one gene from your dad, correct? Right. Now, MTHFR is also going to be very important in pregnancy for women. Okay. That's a whole other show there, Dr. Stewart. Well, okay, we've got a wrap. We could talk about this probably a little bit longer, but I just want you to thank everybody out there for joining us on this amazing 13-week journey. I've had a blast with my big brother here. And check back on coffeewithdrstewart.com for when we're going to be back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, For updates, you can check coffeewithdrstewart.com or you can email questions, general medical questions, not these, don't send us your genetic reports, Um, but you can email us at info at coffeewithdrstewart.com or neurobiologics.com. And as always, I hope everyone has a blessed and beautiful start to their week. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and shall not be construed in any way as advice in place of your own medical practitioners. We encourage you to seek professional advice or care for any problem which you may have.